everyone, this is Saab, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have with us one of the finest booker and agent for celebrities and entertainments, all the way from New York. Manny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I was trying to do an introduction, to be honest with you, but your really profile is so big, so I wanted to introduce yourself for our audience. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. I love Dubai, I love your show. It's long time I see it on the internet and I said, I need to support you, my brother. This is really amazing because uh, for people who doesn't know that Manny is really supplying a good artist to the entertainment scene here in Dubai and we see the grow with really big names like Snoop Dogg and other 50 Cent here come to Dubai. So tell us like how you're starting like the entertainment things because I want to start back like when he's starting like um, doing music before in France. So let's start this like how you started doing uh, entertainment. Yeah, actually I started when I was super young. I, I had like seven years old and I started to be the primary conservatory of dance. So I started like a dancer, you know, and I was a dancer and uh, thanks God at 11 years old, I won the gold medal of the national team. So they give me some scholarship to study in New York. So I love this life. I love this entertainment life. Like you said before, it's a passion. Passion is everything, it's the key. 100%. This is a passion. And also when you're talking about the dance, I think also you are beyond the dance because there is a many type of dance. So we're talking about professional dance, but you was actually artistic directing for dance. So helping them with the music, the themes and other element, which is a more onto like artist directions. Yes, exactly. It's exactly that. It's, it's, a, it's for me, it's like a regular evolution. You start from the base. You need to know all the post of this job. So from everything, because if you want to direct someone, you have to know what you're talking about, you understand? Yeah, and I think when we're talking about the passion, I think you found already the entrepreneur thing with your family because you was actually uh, born in Morocco yes. and then you moved to France. Yes. So your family is more like the start foundation of entrepreneurship, yes. you know, and how exactly. that helped you with your career? You know, for me, family is everything. It's the base of everything. It's quite a, like a balance, you know. If you're happy in your private life, I'm sure you can succeed in your professional life. It's connected, it's just a bridge. Bridge is everything as well. Okay, and also I want to also highlight about uh, another step in your career, which is actually you study law. So it is kind of Absolutely. like a um, huge move to go from the law and deciding to go for entertainment. So how you make that tough choice? Yeah, actually it's the tools, you know, tools because to be honest with you, I study law to make happy my parents. Because my parents is from Morocco, it's old school people, and they were super scary that I'm doing this job. They say, I'm sure you're gonna live in the street, it's gonna be complicated, it's not a serious job. So I say, you know what, let me study law, I will show you that I can also succeed in a, in a, in a university. And you know, to be honest with you, I'm so glad to study. Because if you, if you think about our job is only a strategy, and if you're good in strategy, I'm sure you're good in everything. This is really true. I want to ask you a question like, before you take that plane to New York, what do you have in your head as a, just like a young entrepreneur, you know, and then we land for the Fifth Avenues, you know, and have that magical city, you know? So how it was that trip? I was totally shocked. You know, for me, New York is the city never sleep. It's a city where everything can happen. And for me, it was a dream. Honestly, it was just a dream. I was always in my mind, even if I'm working in McDonald's and living in, in New York, for me it was already a success. And you know, the, I love American people because they're super open and they always uh, give you a chance, whatever you come from, which religion you are, they don't care about that. They care about 
your capability to give them something more. And I love that. And to be honest, we have to still be a dreamer. I think this is the foundation of our uh, show, which is like we are talking about the, the process of an entrepreneur. So we don't talk only about like the achievement because when people are understanding how long it takes to reach there, people understand that everything possible and there is nothing really like hard in this. So I want to highlight the other point, which is like you starting working with the entertainment artists like Puff Daddies and, and Snoop Dogg and other legendary artists. And always you are highlighting that these people have big part of your careers and become like a mentor exactly, as well. Exactly. So how, we, how you find yourself in that position and how much they help you in your path? To be honest, I think when you work with like kind of legend like this, it's not only they help me, we help each other. Because you know, I was super young, I have a very young energy and I was someone like I was, they, they see on me, I think, they saw on me something different. And we share, life is a share also. And you know, I learned so much from these people because they're so humble people. And now we're still friends, still today, it's amazing. We just did a show two weeks ago with Snoop Dogg, live stream for COVID. And was talking on the phone and I said in my mind, wow, 20 years after we're still doing business together, we're still friends, we still hang up together. I think life is also this, it's, it's a lesson every day, but nothing, it's easy. You have to work hard to make it happen. This is very inspiring money because always you are talking about you don't believe in talent, which is very true because talent can be, uh, can be teach, can be improved as skills, you know, but the passion, uh, you cannot learn this. It's a film no. star, you know, and this is why I want to ask you like, because when you make that trip to New York, you go to the most competitive city, which is everybody talent, everybody an artist, yes. and you need to fight for your spot, you know? So what is the motivation to go in very competitive space at the peak time of entertainment? Like I said, honestly, at this age, you don't even think about that. I think with, after many years, you, have, you, you say, oh, that's, that's, that was difficult actually. But at this age, you just want to live your life. You don't even think about competition. You think to make it happen. And you know, where we come from, we always win because we can lose nothing. I love this one. Yeah. You know, where we come from, it's only a plus. So for me, I said, let's try it. If it doesn't happen, at least I will try. You know? I, I hate the regrets. That's the worst in the life. Don't live with your regrets. Yes, this is so true. Um, and then from that step, how you decide to start your company with your partner, uh, Lalu, which is till today, he's really yeah. your partner. And even you decide to open, like move your office to Miami, you know? Yeah. So what is the story behind it and how you guys meet each other? So to share the story with the audience. Lalu was already in business when I started. He was already very involved in the music publishing and production. And when we start to, to, to cooperate together, we, we find out that we have so many big gaps in Europe and in, in, South, uh, uh, in North Africa, sorry, in Asia. Nobody came. So he was the first one pioneer to do that. And uh, what I'm, why we, we, we was together? Because we are we complete association. I'm very show off, I'm very public relation, I'm very close to the artist. And it's exactly the opposite. He's super guy of office, he's doing contract, he's low, low guy, you understand? Yes. So the, I think it's the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. This is the real competition. This is really interesting. And also I think in the same times that you want to highlight about other person as well, which is John Rock, yeah. which is uh, both of you disrupting the entertainment in France, you know, yes. especially in Cannes Festival. So um, 
tell us what is your thought about John Rock when you met him in the first time and how both of you work on disrupting the entertainment of nightlife. I think, for my opinion, and everybody will agree with that, John Rock created the night. He really, he's the first guy I, I saw 20 years ago create amazing flyers. He created screen video on the club. He created the entertainment in the club. We, we was the first, to be honest, we was the first people on the planet to bring some showcase of rapper yeah. in a jet set club. The first show we did, I remember it was the birthday of, of uh, Roberto Cavalli, 20 years ago in Cannes Film Festival, Busta Rhymes. Imagine a rapper from the New York inside the jet set people. The people were shocked, to be honest. Yeah. They never see a rapper in the club. They don't even let the rapper inside the club, yes. like a customer. So imagine to perform in the club. Yeah. And John Rock understood that the urban music was gonna be the next one. He was a visionary. And me and him, we, did, we create this night together. So I'm very proud to say that Jean Rock is one of the biggest entertainment in the world. And he opened club around the world. It's everywhere, in Dubai, in Asia, in New York, uh, in Monaco, Saint-Tropez. We create Saint-Tropez night. Wow. That's crazy. I can at least say we did that. I think as you always like in your career is full of action and full of challenge, you know, and also another very important story within your career, which is like um, the day you met with Philippe Lan at uh, Paf Dadis, yes. you know, and then the people doesn't know like how the foundation of uh, Philippe Plan and how you met him as like just a designer, yeah. you know, and help him with your career. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I met, I met Philippe Lan Saint-Tropez uh, 10 years ago. He was very funny because he was not famous at all. And he coming from Dusseldorf, he have a super small shop in Dusseldorf in Germany. Actually, we did the show together there uh, with Baptiste Jabiconi from Karl Lagerfeld Muse. So he was there and it was very funny because nobody know him. And I organized the Puff Daddy Night. And actually, John Rock introduced me to Philippe Lain. And it was very funny because we meet together and we click straight away because I love, I love Philippe, how he, how he think. I love, he's very American in his mind. He's German with the American mindset. And we, we click together and we decide to work together. We did so many shows. We, we have a plan to create a collection with 50 cents of sneakers, me, Philippe, and him. So it's amazing. It's, it's, you know, life, it's also meeting new people. Sometimes the energy clicks, sometimes it don't click. But we try to go on the same vision. We have the same vision. Yeah. I see even in Dubai, like you keep work out every day. I think there is a secret behind your focus on this business because, you know, this business is so much vice and so much can be like you go out of the line. So how you keep yourself that kind of like, um, you are in the entertainment, but at the same time you have your own workflow? Because this is the key for me. If you feel good in your body, you're going to feel good also in the business and people feel the energy. When you meet new people, they're gonna say, wow, this guy is on fire, he have energy, he wake up. Even before the, to come to here, I was workout. Because for me, workout is like a prayer. You have to respect your body. Because I always said, how you can invest in a building, in a car, in a watch, in a suit, or whatever, you, don't even, you have to invest in your body first. Then you can invest to the outside of your body. Because body, you're gonna, <laughs> you, you wake up with, you're gonna die with, you do everything with your body. Yeah. And also we're talking about the music um, industry, like you manage many artists and you help them to actually expand in Europe. Big names, Drake's, uh, 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, uh, Lil Wayne, and many, many more, you know. So how it was for them the first time when you tell them that, hey, you're gonna be touring in Europe? 
it kind of like it was not that popping at that time because there is no too much promoter in that space. To be honest, it's people high have, caliber, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm totally agree with you, and it's totally the true because back in the day, flying for them it was something scary, and Europe for them is something they don't know. But to be honest with you. I love this job because it's a very small market and everybody knows everybody. So I start with some and they believe in us and they say, oh, amazing, let's go to Paris. Paris is amazing. Germany, London, UK, Spain, Italy, and Saint-Tropez, Cannes, everything. And then everybody starts to talk. And then my, my, my phone was blowing. Everybody called me, everybody. But the first one, trust me, was Puff Daddy. He's the first one he trusts on me. And, and you know, Puff is the king in, in America. He's the biggest. So he trusts me. Back in the day, 20 years ago, Puff was Puff, you know, but boy records and everything. So everybody told me, oh, you're the guy of Puff, oh, you're the guy of Puff. You know, James Cruz, his manager, is also my, my big boy. We're still French together. He came to Paris to visit me six months ago. So, you know, it, it's amazing when you think about back in the day. And I think also for, when you're talking about the entertainment business, I think you're facing a lot of challenging, like you see this scene how grew up in the Europe and the Middle East, you know, and then what actually client requesting in terms of artists, but they're always struggling with the budget. So it's like they ask you about a client or artist and then the budget is not matching. So how it was that process? Yeah, it's, it's totally true again. You know, the, the client doesn't understand the value of the artist. But if the artist has so much money because his value, it's also deserve it. You know, because when he do uh, arenas, he's sold out. So it's normally has at least 30% of the, veni- uh, the revenues. So it's, it's true that people think that it's cheap, but it's not cheap at all to have a big celebrity. And they don't have a lot of, uh, at all, when you think about it. Yeah. You have like maybe 50 celebrities in all the globes. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. 50 compared to 7 billion people, yeah. it's normal. You know, life is how many requests we have and how many you can have artists. That's it. It's just an equation. It's mathematic. I think this is also like another point, uh, which is people like... Uh, love to know about the entertainment business. Um, it's difficult to answer what is the rate of the artist because like stock market, it's based on supply and demand, right? Exactly. The same artist can have different value. I can tell you, I'm not going to give the name, but I have an artist, he was costing 250000 and now his value is 10000 Some artists start at $3,000 and now it's $2.5 million. Yeah. 2.5 million. Yeah. So it's very strange. And, and it can go down, up. It depends the record you have on the radio. Yeah. It depends how much streaming you have. It depends how much click on YouTube. This yeah. is the, the key. Yeah. And always I see like you are navigating a new market, which is emerging market like Asia and uh, Middle East, and actually becoming competitive to Europe in terms of like the price tag of the artists go like 15, like X, 10X. And this has become really like a um, new market. So how do you feel about this region and Asian term of like growing and booking entertainment? Actually, when the artist doesn't know the market, people pay more to have this artist. This is the, the equation. So when the, the market is very famous, like Paris, London, uh, Mykonos, Ibiza, the, the price going down because the artist can go very easily. But for example, Kazakhstan, all this country, very strange, you have to pay a lot to have the artist because the artists don't want to go there. Yeah. It's exactly this. That is really true, you know. I want to ask you about how you work with the, as a fashion designer because you work so much with this business and it's like become really like unique for your company, you know. So how is different from fashion industry to live performance industry in terms of artists, like appearance and other stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now fashion is completely mixed with music now. Music and fashion. 
actually was also one of the first to do that. True, yeah. Because I remember the, the problem, I, one day I talked to Philippe and I said, why we do so much live and everything? He told me a very nice answer. He said, Manny, we never was invited to the fashion show, and it's true. Yeah. We was never invited like a guest, so we don't know how the fashion is. Because back in the day, Chanel, for example, I used to be friend with Carla Gaffel, and Carla Gaffel, uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, yeah. Rest in peace was amazing uh, mogul for me. And Carla Gaffel told me, we don't want this kind of people in our fashion show. I remember, he didn't want black people, he didn't want Arab people, he was a very strict people. And now, when you think about, they are crazy about black and Arab to come to the fashion show. So we didn't know, we didn't have a vision, so we create our own fashion show. That's really interesting, Mani. And also, I see like um, you expanding to Hong Kong, yes. your office. Yeah. And uh, what is the idea behind Hong Kong? Because for me, Asia is the next one. Now it's a little bit close. We still did a lot. We did our Basel. Uh, we did a lot of show there uh, in Pekin. So, and but for me, Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, all this country, especially Macau with the casino and a lot of budget, I think is the next one. Okay. I'm sure. Okay, I want to talk about uh, something really interesting here and growing in the region here, like Saudi Arabia right now. They're expanding in the entertainment space and they're a huge market. And also, they acquire like big cut from Live Nations, almost five hundred million dollars. So, it's how you feel about this new market is going to be demanding high-profile artists. Yes, actually, just before the COVID crisis, I was in uh, Saudi and uh, I was in Saudi with Akon and we did the GX Festival. It was amazing because I find out that people from Middle East, they're really on demand yeah. of these artists because whatever we said now, they open the mind. Okay, it's cool. They have a lot of local artists they perform, but they need to open. And I find out that we're supposed to do Taiga the months after. And of course, it was canceled with COVID. So we're supposed to grow in this, this uh, in especially Saudi Arabia. I went to Qatar. I went to Kuwait. Of course, Dubai. Dubai was the number one anyway. It was the first country they understood that the entertainment, you can stay only in gas and everything, real estate. You need to open the mind. Culture is everything. I think it's more onto like you are in the disrupting business because um, I, I don't see like your journey is more onto doing what everyone doing. You disrupt Cannes Festival, you disrupt the fashion industry. Yeah. And right now I think in Formula One Abu Dhabi, disrupting as well the F1 yes. because we don't have to usually like celebrity and rapper within that like vertical and now we become like the new trend. Yes. So uh, how you feel about this kind of like always creating new trend in the industry? But the globe is big, so we, have, we still have a lot <laughs> of to do. I think we need three lives to do everything, you know. To be humble, we are nobody. We're just trying to have new ideas, new challenges, and that's it. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's happened, sometimes it's not happened, but we try. You know me, I'm boring very easily. I'm the guy that I'm boring. I need new challenge to challenge even myself. I think um, we talk about challenges, let's shift and talk about challenges. Since you work with many celebrities, I think many celebrities asking crazy requests. And that's why I want to highlight the most interesting story was a celebrity asking you to empty the entire village. Exactly. So tell us like this story. Actually, <laughs> if I tell you the story, it was in Tunisia. Yeah. And you know very good about the story. I was with Maria Carey in Tunisia. It was like... 2015. Yeah, exactly. 2000, 2015? Yes. Yeah. Crazy. She wanted the empty village because she loved the village. And we're trying to explain her, and she didn't understand the situation. We said, it's impossible. People live there. 
people have kids, they go and no, I want this village. Because the problem, a lot of people say always yes to the artist, to the celebrity. Sometimes you have to tell her no. Yeah. And you know, to be honest with you, everybody say no, they respect even more you. Because you tell them the truth. And too many people say yes. Yeah. And I think this is also like another challenge when it comes to working with this uh, high caliber artist, which is like ways that are in Moody's, which yeah. is like you deal it with it. I want to kind of also highlight it for our audience. It's not just only about like contract and payment. It's always sometimes like they call you and said, hey, I'm not feeling well to do it. I'm late. Many I, times. I, want, I don't want you know, body to go to stage. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. what kind of like challenges? You know what? An artist, I can compare an artist like a woman. Everything is a question of timing. If you, if you ask her too many, too many times in the morning or earlier, for sure it's going to be no. You have to wait the right time, the right timing to ask. And I'm sure with the years, with the experience, you find out that it's a question of time. Yeah. And also right now, I see like you're working with a lot of artists that have a long relationship, you know, like Will I Am and other artists. And you see right now, like, for example, Timberland jumping on the technology, Will I Am, and becoming a more trying to disrupting the music with the technology, you know. So what do you think that can help to promote this kind of shows here in the region without a traditional way of just club and concert? And then because fans want to see artists. And it's more like Cash 21, which is artists want to come, yeah. fans want to see it, but always there's a gap. Okay, now we create a platform. It's going to be, I think, in 2021 or 2022, hopefully 21. We're trying to create a platform in Los Angeles. It's like a gaming. So the artist will be in his home. We're going to set up a stage in his home. He's going to have some capture, some sensor. He's going to perform. And you, from your computer, you are going to connect, but you're going to have a microphone, you're going to have a glass he have a huge screen on his home yeah. so he gonna see his audience react to him yeah. on direct okay. it's exactly like the gamer yeah so we create that now we're working hard hopefully we're gonna do the first concert in october 2021 wow so i'm gonna give you more of this That's i hope i can share it with you yeah so you know we create all this new thing we create also another application is gonna call millennials okay it's gonna be also healthy application we're gonna me and my partner, Muntasir, you with Gigafit Groups, we create this application. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy. So people, you can connect it and yeah. gonna, it's going to be interactive connection between yeah. you and me. And I can, of course, we're going to bring that to all celebrities going to yeah. use it. Because, you know, now we're living in the world that we don't want to take a car anymore, yeah. traffic anymore. We yeah. want to save time is everything. Yes. The only thing you can stretch up, stretch down is the time. 100%. So this application, Millennials, I think is going to be the future. Yes. And also I want to highlight about like the hip hop scene on France and generally, you know, on other market, which is like he was the man behind the scene, which is like making new moves and connecting the hip hop in US and hip hop in France, which is we see the result of today, which is you're starting this uh, trend, you know. How it was the, like how it was the approach to connecting the French hip hop and the US hip hop and making that kind of musical project? Yes. You know? Yeah, because to be honest with you, before a lot of artists, French artists approached me, very big celebrity in French, everybody, you know, in the game approached me and said, Manny, I want to do a, a song with this artist. And I said to them, featuring is not everything. You need to do featuring for featuring. Yeah. It's not because he's famous. That, because back in the day, American artists didn't care about French people. They just want the money. Yeah. Now they understood that is the third biggest market in the world yeah. is France. Yeah. 
Even here in Dubai, you see, when you go to radio or clubs or restaurants, yeah. they have so many French songs. Of course. Like, for example, the last one was Maluma. He yeah. did the Jaja, the song with uh, Ayana Kamoa. Yeah. He asked for the song. Wow. He asked it. Yeah. You know the song with uh, Michente, with J Balvin yes. and Willie William? Yeah. He asked to do the featuring. That's interesting. You know, yeah. That's very, yeah. 50 Cent asked me to do the song with Super Sacco Minya. Wow. He loved the song. He said, Manny, who did this song? Wow. I want to do the featuring with this guy. So you see, story yeah. change. So it's become more onto like we are creating interest for them and it's not become only demand from one side, you know? Yes. Because you mentioned before, American artists, they don't actually concern when they're talking about shows and clubs. They don't see the press. They don't see like the showcase, appearance and everything and always thinking only about the check. So exactly. it's straightforward business. But the, the, the business change, you know why? Because... For me, a hit is a hit. Yeah. Whatever you, you can do it in in very small village in Tunisia, because now the technology is the same. Yeah. It's just the hand behind behind the keyboards. It's important. Yes. So that's the funny thing. So a guy can look Stromae. Yeah. You know Stromae. Of course. He create one one hit. Yeah. From his room. Yes. Will I am was crazy about him. Doctor yeah. Dre was crazy about him. Yeah. But he was in his room in Belgium. Yeah. And he did one one hit. And I think also there is uh, other merging things, which is like, for example, right now, Morocco have the world biggest festival, you know, Mawazin, Mawazin which is like, I think it's like, um, is we are in the era of everything possible. So it's not something about financially. It's just only about, we always talk about it. It's just connecting the talent and believe in that vision yes. and funding these yeah, people. Money is not everything. You're totally right. But you need a strategy and logistic. Yes. This is the most important in this job now. So brain are more important than money. 100% uh, because we see this also on the story of Philip Land because um, I don't think Philip Land was have a financially issue but without that uh, artist collaborations and all the exposure music and everything it weren't able to compete with this huge fashion they are dropping yeah. billions and billions in marketing of course it's exactly because you know in, in fashion industry he's the only one he's independent yeah all is LVMH or you know, yeah. these groups or this group. And he's the only one who was independent. And he did it because he used his brand. Yeah. He used his connection. Yeah. And also it was very different. You know, when you're when you in a big competition market, the only way to have issue, I mean, to think how you can be, be yeah. success, you have to be different. I think, yes. I think the risk is to not take risk. Yes. This Thank is, you. This exactly. is so true, you know. Yes. And if you believe in yourself and you're passionate, the key is to be passionate because, you know, with the social media, everybody wants everything quick. 100%. This is so true. And let's talk about right now about the new project right now. You're shifting to become like a, a movie producer and you work with uh, um, uh, um, Jeffrey Redrick, which yeah. is like the guy who did like uh, Final Destination and yeah. many, many other like huge projects. So how you find yourself with your own first movie as a producer, The Hunk? Yeah, you know what? It was a challenge, another another challenge. You know, <laughs> sometimes, and I try to do this, and it's amazing because I was always passion. My first passion is cinema. You know, I love Netflix. I love series. I'm super passionate. It's it's the only time that it make me happy. Really, like I release my brain, and my brain is. It's amazing. You know, I was always attracted by Hollywood. It's a dream. It's a kid's dream. So I have this opportunity to shoot the, this movie, and I'm an executive producer of this movie, The Ank. I have amazing uh, Rondo Couture, you know, Lugos, like an actor, is also a dream. When I was kids, he was one of my favorite actors. So it's amazing, it's a new challenge. 
Let's see what's gonna happen. Yes, this is really like um, a good challenge because right now there is a booming in the movie industry with Netflix and other like yeah. major player. So hopefully, like um, we're gonna be like motivating other creators from the regions and from Africa, you know, to starting yes. as well, like demanding exactly. and dreaming. Um, I want to talk to you about one skill which is very important in this industry, which is like you always talk about like you are passionate about connecting people, yes. you know, and that things is really. Um, you develop that passion with the time and you're learning that everyone have different communication. So basically, I want to share your, your thought about connecting with people because maybe some people think it's like there is only one way to talk to everyone. Does that yes. make sense? Yes, it's true. But you know, connecting people, it's, uh, it's also skills that, you know, not everybody can be uh, very, how I can say, you know, it's also a feeling to, you know, I love people. Yeah. I love people. Yeah. Even whatever you are, you can, you, you can work in McDonald's or be the president of a country. Yeah. I love people because it, it's, I think everything that you have in your life is a question of your childhood. When I was young, my father and my mother, my parents always told me, enjoy with the other kids. I was always going invited to other Arab family. It's our culture. Yes. We love to talk to people. And, and I use this in my job. It's yeah. a tool. Yeah. You know how we are? We are very friendly. Yeah. And artists love that. They feel, in, they feel insecure with us. And, and I think like it's more important as well, Mani, you become like the ambassador of your own country as well, overseas, Absolutely. because always people will ask, you know, especially like you're talking about something that's interesting, I want to share it with you, which is like the, the difference between Europe, Middle East, and other places, and the American dream, which is the culture over there is a more onto like, they're always believing that everyone can contribute something, exactly. you know, and they're believing as well, like failure is part of success, of you know, course. so always giving other chance. So what you feel is different in U.S. market that if people from the region as an entrepreneur or like Europe can make that dream happen in U.S. very quicker. Yes. So why is that and how we can like make that work here? First of all, is not everyone can be success in America. This is also People think it's so easy. Yeah. America, I think, is the hardest country to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I can say it because I have so many friends that didn't make it happen. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that did it. So, you know, people think that outside is always easier in their country. 100%. America is more competition, yeah. much more competition. But in America, the only difference, they give you a chance yeah. to make it happen. That's the difference. I remember when I was in America 20 years ago, where you come from? I said, Morocco, Monaco? I said, no, Morocco. They don't even know where is Morocco. Yeah. You know, it was very <laughs> funny. I have my friend here with me in an interview, Khalid from New York. Wow, he shout out to Khalid. Khalid, yeah. shout out to Khalid. Yes. <laughs> shout out to Muntasir. Yes. You know, my boy, yeah. my boy. Yes. So in New York, you know, it's the same. But like you said, it's true. You can make it happen in America. Yeah. But you can make it happen everywhere. Yeah. But you know, the people give up. Yeah. They all excuse, I know, because I travel so many of around course. the world. Yeah. And always they say, oh, you know, here is very difficult. You have to be positive always, whatever happened. You can make it happen in Afghanistan. Yeah. And you can be a super loser in America. Yes. So it, it have no, for me, they have no limit for that. I think the Dubai itself is like a big symbol of uh, nothing is impossible. Yes. And they're making a huge achievement in 30 years. Yeah. Where other people can say like, it's impossible, you know? So um, I think this even energy gonna be increased with time with more project and other stuff. I want to talk about other things which is very important on this industry, which is like, for like building a team around you, building a trusting team with this journney. Team, team that believing the vision or yes. understanding things. Yes. Because 
you cannot hire an employee mentality and put him in very challenging business, right? You cannot put like somebody, hire him and then dealing with A-list artists yeah. can be just like ruining the business, right? Totally true. But you know what? For me, you can do nothing alone. You need a team. Yeah. You know, in Arabic, we said with one hand, you can applause. Yeah. You need two hands to applause. 100%, yeah. So you need people around you, but you need the right people. Not better than you, not lower than you. Just you have to click with you. Yeah. Click on your vision of the future because, you know, I find out that you can be an amazing leader, yeah. but you can be a very bad boss. True. You understand? Yes, so very true. it's very different thing. Yeah. You need to find people that trust on you. Yeah. People have to love you, yeah. but they have to respect your vision yeah. and go to the same way. Okay. I want to ask you, Mani, about your thought on the music industry right now in the Arab world, especially right now with the new trend of the A-pop or the Arab pop and then other arts singing English. And there is kind of merge as well right now, like what happened before in Europe in the regions, collaborating with other US artists and creating this new trend of music. Um, I think you, we've been in a couple of projects and I think this is going to be grow sometimes, right? Yeah, I think it's the future. Now is a crossover market. So yeah. everybody collab with everybody because it's so easy. You email, the, you email the track and you email, uh, he can even do it from nowhere in the world. And the day after, I, I, I did it. The artist never meet the other artist in his life. Yeah, that's and true. And the song was a hit. Yeah. We don't even shoot, the, we shoot video in two different locations. Yeah. And when you look at the video, you think it's the same. Yeah. This is the magic of technology. Yes. We have to use this technology yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. It's amazing for me. Yeah. And you know, when you heard the new production of Timbaland or Dr. Dre, he used some sample of Arabic yes. songs. Yes. Um Kiltum. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. It never happened before. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. the talent is everywhere. You know? Yes. How important, Mani, to, for example, like to have a mentor with you in your journey? For example, you have very special relationship with Akon, Snoop Dogg, mm -hmm. and P. Diddy. So how, how this can, uh, let's call it like, what is your relationship with this artist, you know, beyond music? Okay. Some artists um, just have a relation, professional relationship. Correct. To be honest, it's very few. Yeah. But majority of them are very friends. Yes. More friends than business. Correct. I will tell you why. Because to be a friend with an artist, it's more than see him on the concert and yeah. travel with him on the, on the plane or whatever. It's before and after. Yeah. Because an artist is always insecure. Yes. So you're here to protect him. You're here to support him. You're here to promote him. Yeah. So when you find out that with many years you have a relationship and you're still friend, yeah. it's for life after except if you fight for something, but it's never, honestly, I never really happened. Yeah. And all of them are simple people. The, the, the guy that you mentioned, the name that you mentioned before are super, it's like brothers. Yeah, yeah. Akon, I do the Mecca with him. Yeah. We have same religion. I see it, yeah. We, we, you know, we're Muslims. Yeah. We, we did the Umrah together. Yeah. It's, it's not something so simple, you know, it's really family. Course. You know, Snoop called me for my daughter, yeah. uh, 50, same situation, all yeah. of them. I have like 20 of them. I'm very close, you know. That's really good. Uh, I want to end up this amazing interview. Thank you for sharing all the story with us. I want to kind of like um, ask you about one tip, like you can tell to yourself before starting this journey. And for everyone like doing something in the entertainment business and want to do like artist manager, or want to be a dancer, want to be anything, you know, what is the advice? Okay, I always say that if you do this job, don't do it for money, don't do it for fame, do it for passion. Because, pa because fame and money, they're gonna come naturally if you are really talented. Okay. But if you think, especially now with the social media, 
that you do this job just to be famous or just to get the money, I guarantee you 150,000% you're going to fail. Yeah. This job, have to, when I started, I did it not for the money, not for, not for fame. I did it for passion. It was my passion. I think it was the worst thing can happen in my life. You say, no, don't do it. I would be suicide myself. It was my life. Yeah. And, and I find out that every artist, they're really passionate on what they're doing. They always succeed. Always. It's very strange. It's and all the other ones, they didn't make it happen because yeah. they was not done for this job. So all do it just for hobbies. It's fine to do hobbies. I, th I think this is a very true point you mentioned about it. Maybe I can add another point, which is like, if Snoop Dogg was not really passionate about his music, he would not uh, survive the change of trend in music. It's crazy. He's crazy model, you know, in music. Yeah. It's really kind of like... I talk with Snoop a lot. I went with him in Marrakesh. He came to my house and everything. It's like, I saw him 24 hours a day. Yeah. He's listening to music every single day. He's writing song every day. He's his passion. Yeah. You feel it. 100%. You know, and he's not questioned about the money or the fame. He's the one of the coolest guy in the earth. Yeah. He took picture with everybody. He loved people. And people give him back the love. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like Michael Jackson. Michael yeah. Jackson loved his, his audience. Yeah. And he gave him back. By the way, he was in Tunisia. Michael yeah, Jackson. that's really nice. The only <laughs> Arab country in the, yeah, in the world. Yeah, that's really Crazy. nice, you know. I want to ask you, Mani, right now, we see like a um, booming in Morocco music uh, industry, especially like hip-hop music. And we're seeing right now, like, for example, like uh, Universal, they open Universal Morocco. We see also Def Jam, they open like uh, Def Jam South Africa. So how you feel like that booming in music in Morocco going to be transferred in the next five to ten years? I think it's the future. You know, North Africa and Africa in general will be the future. I believe in this, con this continent crazy. Uh, that's why Jay-Z opened an office now in Angola. Wow. And because the, in Nigeria, Rock Nation opened in Africa yeah. next year. Uh, the owner of YouTube, uh, Cohen, he was there. He stayed two months there. Because, uh, like, for example, in Nigeria, it's 350 million people. Yeah. In next 10 years, they're going to have Spotify, and imagine if just 10% they're going to subscribe to Spotify. Of course. It's 35 yeah. million people. Yeah. Imagine in, in all Africa, how many billion people are. Yeah. And it's going to be the next step anyway. So people, everybody have a phone, everybody have cellular, everybody have subscribed to, to Spotify, iTunes. So that's why everybody jump yeah. in Africa, because for me it's the future. And I understood that long time ago. That's why I work with Mawazin, I bring Usher, Akon, yeah. you know. 50 cents, everybody there. Because I believe in this country. Yeah. I believe is the future. Africa is definitely the future. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story with us. It's very inspiring. And I hope everyone really kind of like learning from your experience. And please check out like many uh, companies. I will share it in the details in the video, you know. And we look forward to host you another time here in Dubai. This thank is your you. home. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> it was very interesting conversation. And thank you again to have me with my humble you know, uh, a view of this job, but I guarantee all the listener, don't give up. Don't give up and always remember, money say always, that there is no talent. It's all about passion. Don't give up. If you love something that is not existing, there is no reference on that things, keep doing it, and one day it will work. Amazing. I can say no more, Rod. You did it. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you for VIP. Thank you.